What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name is John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. Took a couple days off this weekend, had a pretty good time with the family, and worked on some projects around the house, and uh, now we're back to recording. Today's video is all viewer submitted. Fantastic. Got one story from one viewer listener, and the rest of the stories are all from one viewer um uh, so fantastic i appreciate it guys it, it kind of helps even things out when the subreddit just starts to dry up a little bit and uh i'm not sure where everybody's posting now if they're even posting but you know we take them as we get them we're trying to keep this all tech related uh i am going to probably do another one of those uh did you know kind of videos like i did the other day and uh just as a maybe a once a week once every two week kind of filler and uh I like them, so I like learning new stuff, and I don't know how many of you guys knew that about the history of the mouse, but I enjoyed it. All right, guys, let's do it. Do you want to bet on the company? I was working as a computer technician at a value-added retailer in the very early 90s. This is when you take a standard commodity like a PC and add something like an accounting software package to make the value-added part to it. There was a little more to that, but that was what programmers were for. We did have a Windows version as a standalone product, but the focus was on real accounting, a Cobalt-based software running on a Xenix operating system, Unix. This configuration was a multi-terminal accounting system. Besides my department, the technical side, there was a programming department, three programmers total. There was a little bit more, but I digress. One busy morning, I was informed by the programmers that their server was throwing hard disk errors. It was also brought to the attention of the owner of the company. Now, he and I sometimes didn't see eye to eye on all things, but we did respect each other, and I learned a lot from him. As it turns out, the errors were with the second hard drive. The owner thought it was just the hard drive controller, and I thought it was the hard drive itself. When it comes to repairing anything, in my opinion, it sometimes just comes down to probability. When you have a choice of options, the way the hard drive controllers worked in those days was a common cable to both drives with a separate data cable to each drive. At the time, I gave the controller a 10% probability and the hard drive as a 90% probability of being at fault. I made the argument, and this is where we can insert the title of the story, that I thought it was most likely the hard drive, and I wanted a full backup of the hard drives onto two sets of data tapes. I was just fresh off a near catastrophe a week earlier, when I had a data tape failure on the first data tape of a two-volume data tape set. I was paranoid about data tapes from that time onward. We agreed that we would do the backup to two sets of data tapes, and meanwhile I would prep a hard drive for the replacement. It wouldn't be a waste as I would be needing to do prep work for the next customer anyway. Now back in those days, a hard drive needed to be low-level formatted, and this took a bit of time. When setting up a system for Xenix, we build the hardware system and then start the operating system installation. For a second hard drive, all we needed to do was low-level format, then mount the secondary hard drive. The mounting would then do a high-level format for the system directory. While I was waiting for the format, I was reading through the manuals on how to mount the second hard drive to the root directory. Hey, there's a first time doing anything, and I'm still learning Xenix. Grumble, grumble, punch cards, flipping of console switches, paper tape, auto tape, floppy drives, hard drives, and data tapes. CPM, DOS, Xenix, Windows, 3.0, 3.1, 95, 98, NT, etc. While waiting on the format, I got the report that the second drive died in the middle of the second backup tape set. So, just for grins, I tried the hard drive controller. No joy, about as I expected. The owner said, okay, good call. Finally, the format finished and I replaced the second hard drive, mounted it to the root directory with the high-level format. The programmers restored the data to the newly mounted drive with no issues. And that was my day, your friendly neighborhood Xenix hardware tech. Now, just for your information, after building the hardware, 386 and 486, for your new Xenix system, you must load the operating system. 
Step one, you needed to do the low-level format of the hard drive, a DOS function, depending on the size of the drive, this case 150 megabytes, that usually took all morning into the afternoon. That low-level format was also looking for and relocating bad sectors on the hard drive. We also need to load a table of bad sectors. Step two, with a set of Xenix floppies, you boot from the first floppy and after the serial number, the high-level format would start. At this point, I would just go home and after dinner return to load the rest of the disks, and when finished, go home again to return the next morning to turn the system over to the programmers, and then final testing. Not sure I understand any of that. I will say, it sounds like even though you guys didn't agree, you and the company owner, that at least he was willing to give you a shot at, you know, making the call. Doesn't sound like he was like really hammering on you to just follow his way blindly no matter what. Um, yeah. And all that other stuff? That's kind of why I'm not a programmer. Well, I could do a little bit of hardware, but yeah. We never touched that one. I was a shop foreman. In addition to supervising three inside techs and six field techs, I did most of the component-level computer repair in-house. This was back in the days that microcomputers had dozens of small and medium-scale integration chips. One of our big clients had a major problem, and all of our field techs were committed, so I made the 20-mile trek to the college. The major problem turned out to be an all-in-one computer was dead. The person I met said the computer was working fine, we moved it into this other office and made sure all the cables were right, and it was working fine there too. Then we brought it back here and checked all the cables carefully and it won't work. We checked them several times and it still won't work. I flipped the switch on the back. Nothing. No lights, no fan, no beep, no wand from the CRT's flyback. I popped the lid off the machine and pulled the power cable off one of the floppy drives so I could test the 12 volt and 5 volt lines from the power supply. Nothing. Instinctively and without thinking from dozens of times in the shop, I grabbed the C13 connector on the back and wiggled and pushed it into the power supply. Everything springs to life. I closed up the machine and ran diagnostics on it for completeness sake. As the memory test was running, my contact comes in to see the machine working. What was it? She asks. Just a loose power cord, I reply. Defensively, she reports, we never touched that one. <laughs> Somebody's feeling guilty. I love it when people get defensive. Oh man. Time to trim this crap up. Sorry. I see myself on the camera and I'm just like, okay, time to get the old clippers out, John. Anyway, I love it when people get defensive because it shows that, A, they probably did touch it somehow, some way. Like, even if it was inadvertent, they were moving the machine around, you know, they, they may not have been as gentle with the tower as they should have been. Maybe that cable's always been loose and they just finished it off by moving it around. It is what it is. It's not like the guy was really just blaming you for it. He just, it just is what it is. Every Wednesday afternoon. One Wednesday afternoon, a user calls to complain that her all-in-one computer is completely down. It's afternoon, so all of our field techs are scheduled for the day, but we'll send someone out first thing in the morning. Thursday morning, the tech arrives to find the computers working normally. The tech runs the diagnostic disk and finds nothing. Next Wednesday afternoon, the same user calls to complain that her all-in-one computer is completely down. Again, it's afternoon, so all of our field techs are scheduled for the day, but we'll send someone out first thing the next morning. Thursday morning, the tech arrives to find the computers working normally. The tech runs a diagnostic disk and finds nothing. Third Wednesday afternoon in a row, the same user calls to complain that her all-in-one computer is completely down. Once again, it's afternoon, so all our field techs are scheduled for the day, but we'll send someone out first thing the next morning. Thursday morning, the tech arrives to find the computers working normally. The tech runs the diagnostic disk and finds nothing. I tell the tech to bring the computer in. On Friday, I run the computer on looping diagnostics all day with no problem. On Friday evening, I decided to let the computer run over the weekend. Monday morning, it's still running fine, so the field tech delivers it back to the user. 
fourth Wednesday afternoon in a row. The same user calls to complain that her all-in-one computer is completely down. Once again, it's afternoon, so all our field techs are scheduled for the day, but we'll send someone out first thing the next morning. Thursday morning, the tech arrives to find the computers working normally. The tech runs the diagnostic disk and finds nothing. We decide to have the tech sit with the user the next Wednesday. Fifth Wednesday, a field tech sits with the user all morning. There's no problems. The user waters her plants and goes to launch. <laughs> oh my god. The plant's hanging directly above the vents of the all-in-one computer and it's dripping into it. The water landing on the monitor board. When the user returns from lunch, the tech informs her that the problem is that she's been indirectly watering the computer. She says that makes sense. She only waters the plants at noon on Wednesday and before she goes home on Friday. This is why big companies and corporations have fits when you have personal items in your workspace, your cubicle, your office, and things like that. People want to put magnets all over their computers. People want to hang plants above their monitors, towers, important paperwork, whatever, and then water them. And they don't even think about the fact that that water's got to go somewhere. It doesn't all just sit there in the dirt. Most pots have a drain hole, so it's going to go somewhere. You take the plant down once or twice a week, water it, let it drain, then maybe hang it back up. But even then, I wouldn't have it above a computer. And I can't believe somebody at the company never noticed or said anything. I guess they don't have in-house tech. That's why you guys are around. So I don't know. That's not the way it worked before. An all-in-one computer had a five and a quarter disc floppy drive and an external unit with two five and a quarter floppy drives. Neither of the external drives is working. Field tech checks the computer and it's working fine. Feels behind the external unit for the power switch and it's turned on. Traces the power cord and it's plugged into the surge suppressor. Looks behind and sees the ribbon cable from the external drive isn't plugged into the computer. He plugs it in and it works. Client inquires as to the cause of the problem. Tech notes that the cable had been pulled out or fell out of the connector on the back of the computer. The client says, no, that never needed to be plugged in before. Well, how do they figure it was going to work if it wasn't plugged in? You need power and you need data. So, yeah. This is why we have post-it notes. One of our field techs, a former state police officer, went out on a call for an all-in-one computer that wouldn't boot from its floppy. The tech tried to boot the computer and it indeed would not boot. The tech tried his own good boot disk and it also didn't work. The tech decided to take the composite plastic cover off the computer. The tech tried again with his disk and this time it worked. He tried with the user's disk and it still worked. Thinking the cover may have moved a cable, he put the cover back on and it still worked. Then he noticed that a note had fallen off the side of the cover next to the disk drive. The note had been held on by a large magnet strong enough to hold the note on by its attraction to the steel frame beneath the cover. Tech says, here's the problem, it's the magnet. The tech ran diagnostics and everything checked out fine. We got a call back to this one. The same tech went out and found the magnet on the side of the machine again. The tech says, I told you not to put the magnet on the side. The tech removes the magnet and everything's fine. We got another call back. Same tech goes out a third time finding the same magnet on the side. <laughs> the tech angrily takes the magnet off the side, throws it in the trash and yells, do not put magnets on the computer. The user replies, now I think you're serious. <laughs> Gee, you think? <laughs> I can't blame him for being upset, honestly. Uh, I mean, on one hand, you get paid to go out there over and over, regardless. But it is kind of annoying when people keep doing the same crap over and over and over again. So, uh, yeah, what part of don't put magnets on your computer didn't you understand the first three times? You have to fix it. A client brought his network drive in for repair. It's dead. You have to help me. I'm an accountant. My whole business is on that drive and I don't have a backup. I get this drive and it's not even spinning up. Fortunately, I could manually get it spinning, so I copy its contents to another drive, which I install into the network housing. 
Clients built for the hard disk and a few hours of labor, but is relieved to have his data back. I admonish him to do regular backups. He got lucky this time, but he might not always be so fortunate. A year or so later, the same guy comes back with the same network box. He says we have to save the data because, say it with me friends, he has no backup. This time, it's a head crash. I can't recover the data. We offer the contact information for some local data recovery companies. A few days later, he contacts us demanding, they're all too expensive, you have to save the data. We don't have a clean room or training for data recovery. He didn't get his data recovered. So I am really bad about doing backups. Okay, that's wrong. I do plenty of backups. The problem is they're all here <laughs> and that's a bad idea. Having all of your backups physically in the same place, unprotected, not necessarily all on the same machine, just in the same place. Like if we had a fire, God forbid, if we had a fire, I'd be totally done. Just totally out of business. Um, in more ways than one, because I have multiple businesses. But uh, yeah, one thing I have learned, but I have yet to put into good practice because I'm lazy, is that, you know, okay, at the very least, a fire safe with some kind of backup in it. Uh, even that may melt because of temperatures, you know, external temperatures, who knows. But uh, I'm starting to do more and more cloud storage. It hurts a little because, you know, you got to pay for that stuff. So, yeah. At the very least, I think what I'm going to start doing is uh, I have another place where I can take hard drives and stuff like that. And uh, maybe I'll store some of my longer term backups there for a while and then work on slowly getting things up to the cloud. And fingers crossed. You'll wreck it. User complains that the computer won't boot from the floppy. This is a five and a quarter diskette that looks like this. And it shows the picture for those of you on Spotify or something. That's a five and a quarter floppy disk. If you don't know what they look like, uh, Google it. <laughs> the tech tries to boot the computer and it fails. He removes the disk to insert his own good disk and finds the original disk was rotated 90 degrees from how it should go in. Tech says, here's the problem. It goes in like this, rotating the disk to the proper orientation and inserting it. User, no, it doesn't go in that way. Stop, you're going to wreck it. And the computer boots up. User says, well, it never worked that way before. Is this the same user over and over? It's kind of, I'm noticing a theme. You know, we didn't touch that. It's never done that before. We never needed that cable before. It sounds exactly like this is the same exact user. Orbit, you got to let me know. Uh, just for my own curiosity's sake, this sounds exactly like the same user over and over and over. Somebody who should really rethink their career choices and not be near computers. I know this was a long time ago, but still, uh, wonder if they figured it out yet. All right, guys, thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. I hope you enjoyed these stories and, uh, thank you again to you viewers for supplying me with some stories to read to you all. And, uh, hopefully we can keep this all clean and tech related and, uh, till the next one, we'll see you.